Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that has set the Olympic record for most hours of saying nothing intelligent at all. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe-smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, coming to you uh, pre-recorded from Concord, North Carolina. Uh, pre-recorded, I'll tell you why, towards the, uh, towards the end of the show here a little bit. Uh, but in tonight's show, in Pipe Parts, all right, I'm going to take a few minutes and discuss what uh, we in the United States will see as the immediate effects of the FDA deeming regulations, which took effect yesterday. Uh, my guest is David Meyer. David is the uh, owner and proprietor of Mylan Brothers, or Mylan Tobacconist, in Roanoke, Virginia. Long history in that, uh, in that smoke shop there, so we've got him pre-recorded and ready to go. Um, mailbag music a uh, special dedication towards the end of the show and rant all that coming up in tonight's episode of the uh, pipes magazine radio show um so yeah last time i realized the last time i was watching the summer olympics i was uh somewhat uh somewhat preoccupied with uh doing work and getting ready to launch the pipes magazine radio show i didn't realize we've now uh We've now lasted a, a complete Olympic cycle, and uh, some of those young people in the Olympics, you know, they're really, uh, <laughs> I mean, they're really young and energetic, and then I'm even amazed, I'm amazed more and more at some of the, uh, some of the older athletes that are now into their third, fourth, or fifth Olympic, uh, in particular, yeah, just some of the some of the swimmers, some of the uh, there was a cyclist I think that was competing in their fifth Olympic. There was a uh, synchronized diver that was in her fourth Olympic, and the ability to uh, keep that up and keep that going all those years of training. I mean, you're talking about twelve, fifteen years at least. Boy, that's dedication. Uh, more dedication than I have. I have a hard enough time getting up and taking my uh, twenty minute walk almost every other day. All right, everybody, let's get the show rolling. Sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to the McBaron Tobacco Company, and here we go. What are you looking for in a pipe? Is it the quality of aged briar? Is it a certain shape or finish? Maybe it's the sound engineering that ensures an effortless, smooth draw with each and every puff. That's exactly the kind of pipe Savinelli has delivered for generations now. With such a variety of shapes, finishes, and sizes, it's easy to find something that fits your sensibility and style. Just this year, we've expanded our lineup to include the Bianca, the Lancelotto, the 2015 Collection, and the final installment in the Leonardo da Vinci line, the Vitruvio. For a bolder style, try our more colorful 2015 editions as well the exotic cashmere, the sultry licoricea, and the striking archipelago red. So whatever you're looking for in a pipe, know there's a Savinelli waiting for you. Contact your local or online retailer to find your Savinelli today.
Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show. And uh, as I said, all right, I, let me let me back up a little bit and talk to you for just a minute because uh, purposefully I have tried to not let the Pipes Magazine radio show turn into Rush Limbaugh. Uh, there's plenty of anti-smoking things out there. You all know who the companies are that don't support us. You all know who the places are that don't welcome smoking anymore. We all know about the FDA regulations, so I'm going to allow just a few minutes of pipe parts today just to talk about uh, the immediate implications as I see them personally, as my job from uh, with Sutliff and McBaron sees them, and uh, just so that you can get a little bit of a heads up. All right, so uh, we'll get this out of the way, and then we'll go back to a, a normal, full, happy show. All right, so the FDA deeming regulations went into full effect yesterday, August 8th. There are lawsuits that are going about their way. Nothing has been uh, put in front of a judge yet, so no changes yet. The first and most immediate thing that you're going to see is effective August 8th. It is against FDA deeming regulations to give out free samples. A manufacturer, a retailer, anybody that is licensed and in the business cannot give out a free sample. So how's that going to affect us? I I honestly don't know. Is 25 cents for a bowl full of tobacco to try it? Is that a purchase? Yes, but at the same time, is that a pack size? Because we still have uh, questions on regarding the... Uh, bulk tobaccos and the blending tobaccos. Um, the next thing that you'll start to see is you will start to see a phasing in of health warnings. Uh, health warnings will start coming out on packages as companies need to reorder packaging. The health warning is a very simple one that says uh, something to the effect that nicotine is addictive and this product contains nicotine. And it's supposed to take up 30% of the front and back panels of the package. Uh, the only It's got two years before that has to be fully implemented. Uh, but you're going to start to see some of that start to phase in as companies need to reorder packaging. The uh, next thing that you will start to see is probably... Uh, a change in the way bulk tobacco is sold. Uh, in the U.S., where we are one of the few countries left in the world that have blending bars and tobacco bars, and you're going to hear David Meyer talk about his at Mylan Brothers coming up, uh, depending on which trade association you listen to, those have to be shut down between uh, six months and uh two and a half years from now or two years in a month and that's still being ironed out but you're going to start to see the way some of those tobaccos were sold originally you're going to start to see some of that changing you'll start seeing smaller pack sizes you'll start seeing uh, packaged goods offered from the manufacturer in uh, a couple ounce size a half pound size and a pound size and you'll see some variants on that so that way, your favorite tobacconist can sell you uh, just a, a prepackaged small amount of some of your favorite bulk tobaccos. 
Now, I can't say who all is going to do this because, again, uh, I'm recording this on uh, Monday night and we're starting to work on our stuff and get our uh, get our T's crossed and our I's dotted. Uh, but again, it's got six months to two years before you're going to start to see any of this really hit the market or start to phase in. Um, but at the same time, it's also going to allow your uh, favorite tobacconist to still say, okay, if you liked this custom blend that we did, well then take a couple of parts of this and a part of that and a part of this in this equal in this uh this recipe and buy them take them home shake them up let them sit for a month uh if you're doing any home blending at all always let the tobacco sit for at least a couple of days before you really start to taste test anything uh but again that's all you're going to see really um, any product that is uh, from a very, very small importer or a manufacturer that does not want to register at all with the FDA, and I'm talking about maybe, I, don't, I can't even imagine who it is, but it might be some very small non-U.S. company that would just say, okay, look, we can't, you know, we don't want to go through this process with the FDA, so we're just going to take our products off the market completely. Um, you'll start to see that happen, and that, again, will be over the next six, nine months. Uh, just stay vigilant with your uh, with your favorite retailer and ask them, what's going on with this? Can you still get this? Do I need this? Do I need this? You know, Just keep an eye on it and uh, talk to them and talk them through it. Uh, help them help you, and you help them at the same time. All right, so that's what's going on. We are now in uh, FDA deeming regulations time. It's a uh, brave new world. It's a whole new world. We'll see some changes, but uh, at the end of the day, you know what? Uh, I don't think the changes will be as bad as everybody has been thinking. Um, I think the uh, the companies will uh, the companies and the FDA will figure out a way to get around uh, and work together and deal with uh, keeping tobacco products on the market for you to enjoy as adults that are legal to smoke them in the places where you're legal to smoke them. So. There you go. All right, in just a minute, uh, David Meyer of Mylan Tobacconist. This is Internet Radio. Signore, signore, scusi per favore, but what is that intoxicating and delicious aroma coming from your pipe? Oh, uh, this is Molto Dolce, my all-time favorite blend from Sutliff Tobacco. Do you like it? I found it on SutliffMoltoDolce.com. Do you mind if I try? Oh, signore, this truly is Molto Dolce. So charming that you even speak my language as it is truly very sweet. <laughs> just like you, I am sure. I can just taste the warm caramel and sweet dripping honey gushing through my mouth. Oh, and even better, the rich vanilla flavor plays so well with the other tastes over my tongue. It is like they are all having a giant playful pillow fight on smooth and silky sheets of tobacco in my mouth. Pure heaven! Mi piace moltissimo, mi amore. Can't you see it, signore? I can see it. I can see it. And signore, best of all, no tongue bite. Grazie un milione for the pipe, signore. Mm -hmm. Hey! 
SiteLife Tobacco Company will not be held responsible for any loss of one's favorite pipe customers may experience when smoking our delicious Balto Dolce blend in public. Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show, and joining us on the phone is David Meyer, and David's the uh, tobacconist proprietor at uh, Milan Tobacconist's a uh, company that's history spans over a hundred years, so I'm excited to uh, hear all about the uh, all about the the great shop and the history and everything. So, David, welcome to the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. Oh, thank you for having me. All right, so let's get into this. First of all, when did when did you first start smoking? Um, <clears throat> I would say probably around. 1993. And did you start off on cigars or pipes or both or everything? Um, I started on cigars. Now? I, uh, no, I was going to say my father-in-law um, introduced me. He had you know a cigar shop in Miami, Florida, and he's the one, when I met Renee, my wife, um, I was introduced to cigars uh, through Don my father-in-law. So did you, uh, did you fall in love with her and marry her because of her or because of the free cigars? <laughs> because of her. <laughs> okay. Good answer. Good answer. Cause I know she's going to, I know she's listening. So. All right. So that, I mean, that kind of ties into the history of the store. So if you can just take us, take us back a hundred years ago and walk us through the history of, of a great shop. So the Milan family, um, they immigrated here from, um, they're Lebanese, and they immigrated here, and um, the patriarch, Joe Milan, um, opened up the tobacco shop here in 1912, and, uh, you know, started coming up with all these different tobacco blends, and um, I guess back in those days, it wasn't just tobacco. They had a, a small diner. Um, I think it was 12 stools, and they sold, you know, sandwiches, and they sold, you know, they did breakfast and lunch. And um, <clears throat> as time as time moved on, um, they kind of phased out the um, the lunch counter, and then became full blown uh, pipe and cigar shop. So the <clears throat> After Joe Milan uh, retired, his three sons, Joe, Ellis, and Herbert Milan, uh, took over the business, and um, their family owned the business um, all the way up until 1994, uh, when the Milans retired. Uh, my father-in-law, who was living in Miami at the time, he had a tobacco shop in Coral Gables, um, was originally from the Virginia area, uh, wanted to get out of Miami, and uh, through the industry found out that the Milans were selling their the store. So he flew to Roanoke and, you know, loved, loved the area, and he saw a lot of potential, huge potential in the store. Um, so he sold his store in Miami and, and moved here and bought, bought the, the store. So he ran the store. Um, through the cigar boom, that, you know, when when in in the in the mid '90s, when when our industry went through the massive cigar boom, 
Yeah. And it was in vogue, and all the Hollywood Hollywood actors and everybody were smoking cigars. So uh, he did very well, and and at that time, so he was able to, you know, retire. And he called <clears throat> Renee and I, and wanted to know if we were interested in purchasing the business from him. So you know, we thought it was a good opportunity. And um, in 2000, we moved here and uh, bought the business from him. So we've had it for 16 years now. Now, going back to when the uh, when the Milan brothers had it, was it predominantly pipes and pipe tobacco that that was the big seller? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they sold cigars also, but um, you know, pipes were pipes pipes were more popular then. So, I would say that it was predominantly Pipes. Um, I know that <clears throat> they they did a huge business in, in bulk pipe tobacco sales. Um, I was even told that um, at one time they supplied a lot of the East Coast with their pipe tobacco. And uh, <clears throat> an interesting in 1985 there was a there was a, a horrendous flood in Roanoke, and the store was underwater um and the Milans had no insurance and um they 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 weren't able to <clears throat> keep the store going they had just purchased the, the, when they purchased their inventory they did it in large quantities and they did it a couple times a year instead of like every month and they had just gotten in thousands of pounds of, of tobacco and tons of mer- new merchandise from uh, the, uh, the, in- the industry trade show, and uh, all of it was destroyed, and, and they had no insurance. And <clears throat> the cigar makers and the tobacco companies in our industry um, sent them either free product to replace that product or gave them 120-day terms, um, and that's, that's how the store um, stayed open. If it wasn't for the industry supporting this store when it was in, in need, uh, it wouldn't even probably be here right now. Wow. Now, is the store in the same so location? They, they it's not. Um, it's in its third location now. Um, it opened in 1912 on the corner of, um, in our town, uh, Salem and, I mean, um, yeah, it would have been Salem and Jefferson Street, and it was in that or, I don't know, um, I think until 1956. And then it moved a couple doors down to its second location. Um, so it was in that location from 1956. And then in 2008, uh, we moved the store a block up the street, um, still on the same street, but uh, to to its new location. It's we kind of, purchased the business. The, uh, the Milans still own the building. The Milan family still own the building, and they weren't interested in selling. So uh, we had an opportunity to purchase our own building up the street, and uh, that's how that's how we ended up here. I mean, it's, it's got to be a fixture in in downtown Roanoke. <clears throat> yeah, it definitely is. I would say. <laughs> um. Because so when when Renee and I bought the business, you were you know you were saying it was originally called Milan Brothers. Yeah. When Renee and I bought the business, um, there were no more brothers. 
and it didn't really say what we did. It just was called Milan Brothers, and you know everybody knew everybody knew what Milan Brothers was. But but Roanoke also uh, was you know there's a lot of people there were a lot of people that were moving into Roanoke, and we just felt that you know the, the name is, doesn't really say what we do. So we wanted to keep the original name Milan, uh, and that's when we changed it to Milan Tobacconist, so that you know it gave it gave people uh, that were new to the area more of an idea of what what it was. So not only did you when you took over, you changed the name, and then you moved it to to a new location. Correct. Do you still have some of the uh, custom blended tobaccos that that date all the way back? Yeah, yeah. I have pretty much all of them. I mean, I even have blends that, you know, were popular, who knows, 50 years ago that, for whatever reason, you know, got slow over time. Um, you know, we, we probably have, uh, we have in the neighborhood of 50 to 55 blends uh, that we sell, um, but I have more blends that I can I can go back to if if I if I want. What are uh, what are some of the older blends? Uh, Ravada, that's probably one of the very oldest blends because that breaks down. If you break down the the word Ravada, it stands for Roanoke, Virginia Daddy. So that was the founders' blend. Um, that's probably our oldest blend. Um, you know, 401 Burley, Hillman, the Hillman blend, that's a real popular blend of ours. You know, I know that dates back to the, at least the 60s. Um, <clears throat> there, there's a bunch of them. In the, on your website, which is Mylan, M-I-L-A-N, tobacco.com, because we're, uh, you know, we're primarily interested in tobaccos, uh, you've got your bulk pipe tobaccos broken down into aromatic, non-aromatic, and English. Uh, do you still sell more aromatic than anything else? Yes. Yeah, definitely. And if it, if you get a new pipe smoker coming in, what's one of the blends that you recommend to them? Um, well, you know, I normally find out I try to find out what they think they might want their pipe tobacco to taste like. Um, I find out a little bit about, you know, how long have they been smoking? You know, is this literally your first pipe kind of thing? Because uh, we have a lot of customers that smoke cigars, and then they they go from cigars to a pipe. They, they you know, we have customers who like to do both. And cigars tend, in my opinion. Um, they tend to be quite a bit richer than pipe tobacco. So if it's a, if it's a cigar smoker and they're new to a pipe, um, you know, I might recommend something a little heavier because I know they're going to be looking for a little bit richer, heavier taste. But, um, you know, I, I would probably recommend, you know, one of our blends, Black Gold, it's very popular. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a vanilla, it's a vanilla base. You know, I put three different types of Black Cavendish in it, and then it's got some other stuff in it. Um, that it's, it's, it's a nice blend. It's real popular. Um, you know, we've got, uh, we, we, we have, we, we have probably 25 different ones to choose from. So I usually try to find, you know, find out first what the customer, 
uh, you know, wants their bread tobacco to taste like, and then I, I'll kind of lead them in that direction. I, I'm skimming through the website right now, and I like one called Doctor's Orders. That's uh, not exactly... Yeah, Doctor's Orders. <laughs> yeah, not that's, ex- that's actually... That's a custom blend that we make for um, a vascular surgeon that lives here in town. <laughs> and, um, you know, he comes in, let me have a pound of my blend, let me have a pound of my blend. So one day I just decided, I'm going to try his blend. Uh, because, you know, he's, this goes, his blend goes back to before us. And um, it was good. I thought it was really good. So um, we went ahead and... Um, made it a regular shelf blend, and, um, you know, initially I wanted to call it his name, but it's kind of a hard name to pronounce, so Renee said, no, people won't know what the heck that is, let's call it Dr. Jordan's. So <laughs> that's, that's how that came to be. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love the idea that I can walk in and, and ask for two ounces of Dr.'s Orders. Uh, we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll talk more about uh, a hundred-year-old tobacco shop. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. Eck, I wish I had a genie who could make it easy to order pipes and tobaccos online. You don't need a genie, sir. Visit fournoggins.com. They stock all your favorite pipes and tobaccos, and every order gets fast personal attention. Orders are packed carefully and shipped quickly by priority mail. Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com. I can still see you, you know. A bit rusty, sir. Fournoggins.com. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell and Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. At Cornell and Deal, we think the best things in life are better with age, and we are passionate about creating the best possible pipe tobacco available. Fueled by this passion, we introduced the Cellar Series, a collection of blends like no other. While the blends in this series are ready to smoke now, each one has been meticulously designed to optimize depth and complexity as the tobacco ages in the tin. Currently, the Cellar Series is comprised of Oak Alley, Chenet's Cake, Joie de Vivre, Old Grove, and Bourbon Blue, but we will be unveiling new additions to this very special series as time goes on. Pick up a tin to smoke now and save a few for later enjoyment, so that you can experience all the richness and subtlety each blend will reveal through the years. Cornell & Deal's Cellar Series. The secret ingredient is time. Contact your local or online retailer for information. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show visiting with uh, David from Milan Tobacco. And, David, what was it like for you when you first started smoking a pipe? I mean, did you have, did you have somebody that helped you and kind of gave you guidance? Yeah, my, my father-in-law, he smoked, he smoked a pipe for 50 years. And, um, yeah, he gave, me, he gave me all the guidance I needed, showed me how to pack the pipe. Um, you know, when Renee, when Renee and I bought the business from him, um, he spent, you know, time with us, uh, to show us, uh, the ins and outs, um, you know, introduce us to all of the different vendors and, 
<clears throat> companies that we purchase our products from, um, you know, gave me the pipe tutorials, the whole nine yards. So um, I got a lot of a lot of good training. Do you consider yourself more of a cigar smoker or a pipe smoker? Um, I, I would say probably more of a cigar smoker. Um, you know, I do all the blending here. Um, I'm very, very familiar with all of um, our blending components and the characteristics that they have. Um, but I tend to be—I tend to go through phases with my pipe. So um, you know, when you're running a retail cigar shop uh, and you know cigar and pipe tobacco shop, you know, it's not like you think where, yeah, you know, it must be nice, you know, you get to hang out and smoke cigars and uh, smoke pipes all day, you know, if it's, you're busy, you're on your feet, so, you know, it's easier a lot of times for me, uh, you know, just to, just to smoke a cigar, but, um, you know, um, I'll, I'll, I'll get on, I'll, I'll smoke my pipe, and it seems like I'll smoke my pipe and I won't smoke cigars for a while, and then uh, I find myself back on cigars. But um, I would say probably uh, more more cigars. Do you find that the type of pipe tobaccos that you enjoy are completely different than the types of cigars you enjoy? Um, you know, I like. Everybody always asks me, "What's your favorite pipe tobacco blend? What's your favorite?" You know, um. <clears throat> Uh, it's just what my mood is. You know, I like aromatics, I like non-aromatics, and I like English blends. Um, it just depends what my mood is. But I would say I probably gravitate more towards, uh, you know, non-aromatics, um, light Englishes. Um, you know, if I if I smoke a lot of aromatics, they, they get, I get caught up with them after a while. Um, I like the complexity of the, you know, the heavier blends. And does the, I mean, does the same thing work for you with cigars? Are you, I mean, you know, being a tobacconist yeah, and much. owning a shop, you got to try everything that you've got. So you, you get a Yeah, I, I've smoked it all. <laughs> I've smoked every, everything in our store multiple times. Um, yeah, it's the same thing. It's, it's, it's kind of a mood thing. <clears throat> Sometimes, you know. Sometimes um, I want a mild cigar. Sometimes I want a full body. I would say I generally tend to gravitate towards more medium to full body cigars. Um, but I enjoy a, a good mild cigar also. Now let, let's go back to a story that I read in uh, Pipes and Tobacco's magazine a while back about a special packing technique. And uh, go ahead and tell us how the how this whole thing came about, because I think the story is hysterical. Um, well, you know, Pipes and Tobacco magazine uh, came out to to our store years ago uh, to do an article, and um, you know, during the uh, during the um, the interview, uh, the gentleman that was that was writing the article. Um, Saw one of our longtime employees um, who had a, he he had been with our store. He worked in this store for 38 years, and um, he's he's a big giant, you know, 300 pound uh, black gentleman, and he's been smoking pipes ever since he worked for the Mylands. 
he, he even brags about having uh, over 300 pipes in his collection. Wow. So um, the gentleman from Pipes and Tobacco Magazine, I guess, saw him packing a pipe. And what he did was, what he does is he sticks his pipe down into his tobacco pouch and uh, with his index finger kind of drags the tobacco into the bowl. And this is the way that, you know, Joe Mylan taught him how to, how to pack a pipe. So, you know, uh, we, we the, 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 the gentleman that wrote the article um, nicknamed the, the method that he was that he was doing the Poochie method because that was his nickname Poochie. Everybody called called him Poochie. And um, we started seeing all the when the when the, when the issue of the magazine came out, we we were probably getting I don't even know. I mean, in the beginning we were getting twenty twenty five calls a day. It seemed like uh, what's the Poochie method? How do you pack? How how do you use? How do you pack the pipe that way? And uh, it got to the point where it was. It, it, it became quite time-consuming, <laughs> so I said, Poochie, Poo, what what, what, what's the deal with this, with this uh, method that you're doing with back in this fight? I started giving him all the phone calls, <laughs> and he's like, I wasn't doing anything. It's just how I always pack a fight. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's how that came to be. <laughs> and then you also have uh, Poochie's blend of pipe tobacco, too. Yeah, and that's the one blend that Poochie made. So all of the blends were, all of the pipe tobacco blends that our store has were were either blended originally by the Mylans. Uh, when my father-in-law bought the business, he had, he created some of the blends. And then, of course, when Renee and I bought the business, we've created some blends. And um, uh, the one blend that um, that's called Poochie's Blend, that was that was his creation, and he made it. And um, it's a nice, it's a nice, you know, aromatic. Um, it's a good, it's a good beginner tobacco. It's got a nice flavor. It's, it's easy. It's smooth. Um, you know, it's primarily a vanilla base. I think it's got um, probably some some uh, uh, subtleties of hazelnut. Um, moderately sweet on the finish, but um, yeah, that that blend was uh, was his blend. <laughs> I like the story. It's. The stories are worth more than more than gold. <laughs> uh, what do you guys sell pipe-wise? We sell Salmonelli. We sell Peterson. We sell Carl Eric. We sell Reducci, Wiley, uh, Bajorne, um, an inexpensive line called Thero that's kind of starting out around here in the United States. Um, we just brought in the moonshine pipes, which are made actually made here in Charlottesville, Virginia. Yeah. Um, and they're starting to gain some popularity. Uh, what else do we carry? Um, what is the story behind uh, the Custom Cobs by CJ? Uh, well, my brother-in-law, who happens... You know, our business um, is, 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 is literally a family business. Um, my brother-in-law works for us. My sister-in-law works for us. Uh, Renee and I, uh, you know, the owners. And we have um, one unrelated employee. And um, Kurt works. 
Kurt's an artist, number one, and uh, he works in our shipping department. He runs our shipping department. And um, somebody came into the store, I don't know, two or three months or however long ago it was, and they had a corncob pipe, and it was a painted corncob pipe. And uh, he said, yeah, yeah, look, I got this online. Uh, and we thought it was kind of cool. So um, we thought that we would try to paint some ourselves. And, um, you know, uh, people thought they were nice. We sold a few. And then um, we started getting customers that wanted special requests. Uh, we had a customer that wanted, um, you know, a pipe painted with the mason symbol. So for... I mean, we can do that kind of stuff. So that's 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 the deal with the painted corn cobs. I mean, these are real Missouri Meershams, and for sixteen yep. bucks or so, you get a uh, you get you get a custom painted piece of work, and I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it just depends how detailed it is, you know. Um, I think I think most of them are around you know, twenty twenty dollars up to sixty dollars. I mean. Most of them are probably around 20 to 30, but um, some of the more detailed ones, I mean, he just, you know, he was trying to think of uh, what would a pipe smoker find attractive, so, you know, he did a bunch of different ones. And they're all, uh, are they all kind, Are they all one of a kind, or I guess he's able to yeah, come he, close to repeating them, but they're all going to be individuals. Yeah. Yeah, theoretically, they would be one of a kind. Um you know, if somebody saw one online, for instance, that sold uh, or, or came into the shop and saw one or, you know, there was one that had sold that they liked uh, and they had a picture of it, um, I'm sure that he could reproduce it pretty close. Um, but he's, he's a very talented artist and uh, I'm sure, you know, this for him, this is um, it's, 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 a, it's a challenging thing. It's a fun thing for him because he gets to do some artwork. And, you know, it's kind of a, an area that he's never, never, you know, something he's had never done before. Well, the fire-breathing dragon is really cool, and it's uh, <laughs> it's really well-detailed, and it's 36 or $40, so <laughs> it's a great-looking pipe. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it, it looks even better, you know, when you actually see it. Uh, I think the pictures uh, do it justice for sure. But, it, you know, they're literally works of art. I mean, so, you know, Curtis, Curtis uh, uh, John is his uh, middle name, so that's why he goes by CJ. So, so if, you, if you fire one of the family members, are you still related afterwards? Uh, I would I would like to think so. I don't I don't plan on that happening. <laughs> okay. I mean, um, you are close I don't to plan the. On that happening. If 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 that happens, that means business is very bad. <laughs> <laughs> you you are kind of close to the West Virginia border, but um, not that close. <laughs> uh, are you getting more and more uh, youngsters coming in, starting out with pipes? Um. I would say, I would say in the last, um, say seven or eight years, there was there was a, a you know, you, when the movie Lord of the Rings came out, we got a huge influx of younger younger people, and everybody wanted the long Churchwarden type pipes. Yeah. Um, so that kind of was like a little surge, and and younger people 
interested in pipes. Um, but, yeah, and then, and then it kind of flattened out, and then maybe like four years later, there was like another surge and younger, um, you know, younger college age kids that were, um, you know, very interested in pipe smoking and, um, you know, wanted to know all the nuances and all about, you know, the different blends and, you know, the differences in the quality of the pipes. I mean, really wanting that knowledge. Um, so I would say overall in the past seven to eight years, um, yeah, I, I've seen a little uptick in younger um, people that have been interested in starting pipe smoking. And is there, uh, in, in the new stores, are a place to sit down and smoke and hang out? Oh, yeah. We have plenty of plenty of places. We've got a tobacco bar, a big tobacco bar. It looks like a, a bar in a, in a restaurant. And uh, we, have, we have seating there. We have, uh, you know, leather chairs. We have a kind of a landing area, with, like a foyer area that when you enter our store, um, there's... You go up. You can go up like three steps, and there's a landing. We have three chairs. So yeah, there's there's all kinds of places to you know to relax and, and converse and enjoy you know pipes and cigars. And you'll have to forgive me. It's been a while since I've been there, but isn't there also a really good old established steakhouse or restaurant right next door or nearby? Yeah, it used to be next door, but since we moved, now it's one oh. block up the street. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's an excellent steakhouse. Um, it's called Frankie Rollins and it's, you know, one of the high end steakhouses like a Morton's or, you know, a Ruth Chris. And, uh, you know, I mean, we, we, we've got people that travel through all the time and they, they even say that, uh, they've eaten at the finest steakhouses around and this is just as good, if not better. So that brings me to my next point, which is you are maybe two or three miles off of Interstate 81, which is a major north-south U.S. interstate. So anybody driving by, if you you need to spend the hour or two to come on over and stop in Milan Tobacconist, and then you can go get a really good meal afterwards. Yeah, plenty of places. Plenty of places in downtown Roanoke. We have uh, we have the one thing that we have. Downtown Roanoke is an excellent choice of restaurants and food, and you know they're they're all very good. And you can go about uh, five or six miles up the road to Daleville and visit my father-in-law. He doesn't smoke Correct. a pipe or a cigar, but you can go visit him. <laughs> <laughs> David, we'll wrap this up with the fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer. Just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Yep. What is your favorite pipe? My favorite pipe is my my handmade Eric Nording. And what is your favorite tobacco, even though you said you like them all? Um... Uh, throw, you know, if I were to walk downstairs right now and pack my pipe, I think I would. Uh, I think I would smoke the Diplomat. And what is your favorite drink? Um, my favorite alcoholic beverage is 
I, I, I really enjoy single malt scotch. Anyone in particular? No, I mean, I would say my favorite one is the Glen Merengue 18-year-age. It's, it's, that's probably my favorite one right now. Yeah, except you got to sell a lot of cigars and pipe tobacco to pay for that. It's, it's a little pricey. Yeah. Uh, when it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? It depends on my mood. I, I, I tend to do a lot of reading and while I'm watching TV. So, you know, I'll read during the commercials. Um, you know, I enjoy music. It just depends on what my mood is. And the final question is, do you have a particularly favorite pipe-smoking-related memory that we didn't talk about? Uh, well, the one that kind of stands out in my mind, um, years ago, I, w I want to say probably five or six years ago now, we had a, um, Eric Nording came to our store, which uh -oh. <laughs> is how I, how I ended up with this Nording pipe to begin with. And, uh, we had a pipe show and Eric Nording came to our store and we had all these people. So he, you know, after, after the event was over, uh, you know, we were winding down and, um, he, we started talking. So he tells me he, he loves barbecue. And in particular, yeah. he loves this Kansas City barbecue. So he ends up, uh, he's got a good friend uh, that he met, he told me, I don't know how, a long time ago. And he owns a barbecue shop in Kansas City. And he loves this barbecue so much that he told me that he purchased the exact same barbecue oven that this guy has in his restaurant. So he, 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 he buys this he buys this barbecue and he has it shipped to Norway. I mean to Denmark, I'm sorry. And um, he's all excited, he's gonna start making barbecue and he gets it over there and finds out that their their power is a little bit different than the power that we have here in the United States. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're one ten, maybe they're one twenty I don't know what the power difference was. But he couldn't use this barbecue. So he told me he had to order this massive cable that could handle so much, you know, amperage to make this barbecue work. And he's like, the damn cable cost me more than the barbecue. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that was really funny. It, I don't know why it just, it just sounded. I thought it was a funny story. But um, anyway, um, so I said to him, well, I mean, have you been doing, you know, have you been barbecuing? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I I cooked, um, I cooked a barbecue for a wedding. I, d I did a whole wedding. And, uh, yeah, it came out delicious, and everybody loved it. But, but anyway, I thought that, I thought it was a funny story. Any, any story that starts off with Eric Nording came by is going to end up with something strange. Yeah, he, he comes up with, he's got, he's got some good, uh, some good stories. <laughs> If anybody ever runs into Eric Nording, ask him about the time he borrowed a bus. That's all I'll say. Uh, with that, the website again is Milan, M-I-L-A-N, tobacco.com. David, thank you very much for uh, continuing the family tradition and uh, for everything that you do. Well, thank you very much for thinking of us and, um, you know, allowing me to, to be on the show. We'll be back in just a minute. 
If you're looking for quality, if you're looking for a variety, and if you're looking for someone with a reputation for nothing but the best, you're looking for CupOfJoes.com. CupOfJoes.com has hundreds of pipes to choose from and thousands of different pipe tobaccos. CupOfJoes.com is also your one-stop shop for Peterson Pipes, their exclusive line of Peterson Kelly Pipes. Check out their remodeled website at CupOfJoes.com and be sure to like them on Facebook, CupOfJoes.com. Quality products at extraordinary prices. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. This is Internet Radio. Do make sure and check out uh, Mylan Tobacconist website, or if you're in the uh, Roanoke, Virginia area and you're cruising through, stop by and visit. All right, for music, I think I mentioned it last week, uh, but John Patrick Wolf sent me a couple of links to uh, some uh, some musical suggestions. The one I've picked for tonight is called is from a band called uh, I believe it's called Six Foot Ten. It's uh, uh, it's a band that is led by Tobin Bawinkle, and he is a pipe smoker and the lead singer of it, kind of an American folk revival kind of a band. Anyway, interesting stuff. Uh, this song is called Backpack. We built our homes of glass next to a gravel road Just surprised the strength we were made of Our past a different time we told Only till it came between us Feel the rumble, the crumble The crash of dreams And I hope the grass is greener Man, this life is just not what it seems But for Gracie's times could be meaner
You can find uh, Six Foot Ten on Bandcamp.com, B-A-N-D-Camp.com, and also search for uh, Flatfoot Fifty Six, and you'll see more about uh, Tobin. You've got some mail. And quickly in the mailbag, Dino says, "Great show." As for Michigan State, go blow. I mean, go blue. Now it's probably go blow. Uh, now I actually have a team to root against in the Final Four. Anyway, uh, Dino says they should worry more that the crime rate on campus is significantly higher than the national average for colleges, particularly instances of assaults and rape. Uh, By the way, I'm glad it was clarified that grandma slapping was not really to be encouraged. Thanks, Dino. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe if everybody was given a pipe to smoke and relax, there wouldn't be so much assaults on campus. Uh, New Broom says, nice interview, great questions and answers too. The two years I've been smoking a pipe, I've come to admire those with exquisite stems, both in comfort and appearance. I could not understand the pipe maker that Joe mentioned as being one he admires. I got Trevor Tomey about 40 minutes in. Um, No, it it was uh, Tokotomi. Hiroyuki Tokotomi from Japan. Uh, if you want to hear the interview with Tokotomi, you got to go back about two or three years. And then uh, Mike says, everybody G-R-O-K. I don't know what that means. Somebody explain that to me, please. Uh, next, Dan, Casey Ghost says, finally got to the show this week and it really delivered. The trip report really delivered in the show. Say, shame it isn't open to the public. Now, let me just say this right now. Glad it's not open to the public because we are busy enough with just the retailers and the wholesalers there. Uh, Dan goes on to say, The interview with Joe Hinkle was delightful. I can remember him at a show in Columbus two years ago. He didn't sell anything until the last minute when I bought one and a guy on the deck bought one. He was brand new and no one had heard of him. The KC Club bought their club pipe from him in 2015. 
Uh, what can you say about the rant? There are people who will curry the favor of the do-gooders by outlawing smoking and ignoring all the other things that are really harmful. They are saying those are okay if you do them in moderation. Yet they will strike down a freedom that is truly done in moderation. I can't wait for the first ordinance that won't let you smoke in your house if someone is visiting you. <laughs> yeah, well, I think they call that uh, in-laws. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, the, there are some ordinances about smoking in houses that have connecting walls, like condos in some cities and places like that. All right. Uh, the reason we are pre-recording is because Kevin Godby went to the funeral today for Dave McKay. Uh, besides being one of Kevin's closest and dearest friends, Dave McKay was the uh, morning DJ at the number one rated country music station in the Tampa-St. Pete area. Uh, Dave passed away in his sleep at the age of 55 last week. And personally, for me, Dave was uh, instrumental in helping Kevin and I get this going and giving us some tips and some advice. And he uh, even contributed to the show early on by doing this for us. Hey, how you doing? Uh, Sly Stallone here. Don't be stupid and tune into some other radio show to tell you about tobacco and smoke this and smoke that. Uh, talk to the Pipes Tobacco Radio Show. What is it called again? Pipes Magazine. Pipes Magazine Radio Show. That's what I listen to all the time, but I just can't remember it. That's all. That is the talent of Dave McKay that many got to enjoy on a daily basis and few got to call a friend. Rant time and a little more Dave McKay in just a minute. Meet Josh. Everyone at smokingpipes.com holds customers as a high priority, but nobody interacts with them more personally than Josh. He's our professor of pipes, if you will. As a previous professor of history, educating the customer comes easily to him. He loves explaining the history of a particular pipe to a customer or coaching his customer service team. I love to help customers find that perfect piece for their collection. It's my job to make sure there's a smile on the other end of the line, and I'm more than happy to be the one to put it there. And although Josh's job can sometimes be quite demanding, he doesn't mind. He loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Why? Because I don't just sell pipes, I smoke them. Call us at one 366 0345. That's 1 888 0345. Or check us out online at smokingpipes.com. We are quality. We are experts. We are smokingpipes.com. Hey, this is Dave McKay from 99.5 WQIK Tampa Bay's Country Station, and you're listening to the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. Cowboy. Cowboy. The Olympics are all about coming together and competing as a uh, as nations, but competing fairly and evenly and in good sportsmanship. Well, I would like to see, because of how the Olympics end up running into our, uh, well, the Summer Olympics end up running into our presidential election period, that the Olympics ban any political ads being played during their broadcast. 
it's absolutely wonderful to sit there and watch all these great competitors and all in the spirit of sportsmanship competing against each other for gold medals, bronze medals, silver medals, and getting caught up in their stories and their backgrounds and listening to the announcers describe these sports that, you know, most of us don't even look at, but every four years. And then you get a political ad right smack in the middle of it, and it's a commercial. Yeah, can we at least ban all the political ads during the Olympics? It just kind of ruins the moment. And as I've said before, life is about moments. And every one of those athletes will tell you that being in the moment is more important to them being focused. And then I've got to sit there and watch, because I'm watching it live, I've got to sit there and watch this political ad that, you know what, it's not about coming together, it's about tearing each other down. Alright, there it is, that's the rant for this week, that's the show for this week. I want to thank uh, David for joining me, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Keep an eye and please keep in contact with your uh, favorite tobacconist regarding how the new regulations are going to affect them. Uh, We may see a few little price increases here and there, but uh, hey, just keep uh, keep an eye on them and uh, talk to them and see what they're finding out from their suppliers. Uh, Once again, thank you all for tuning in, and until next time... Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny Of them could be in the regular Olympics. Uh, maybe on the French team. Oh, yeah?